0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Cavat. It's emerged that firefighters sent to battle a deadly blaze at an apartment building in Taiwan's central city of Taichung on Sunday were faced with large amounts of garbage inside the building hindering their rescue efforts. Six people were killed in the fire and six others injured. Investigators are still determining the cause of the blaze, John Van Trieste reports. <laughs>
2: Dozens of firefighters worked to put out a blaze in a seven-story apartment building in Taichung and rescue residents from the flames. But inside, they faced a serious obstacle. Flammable recycling waste left piled up in the building's stairwell. It took them around two hours to get the fire under control and some six hours to put it out. How it started is still to be investigated. But the neighborhood chief and local police both say that the building's owner had been warned about the hazard posed by the accumulated garbage. A similar apartment fire claimed the lives of 46 people in the southern city of Kaohsiung in October last year. In that incident, garbage and debris likewise hindered efforts to put the fire out. The city is providing a week of free accommodation for survivors, with 22 already housed temporarily in hotels. Lu Weizhong and John Van Trieste for Taiwan Plus.
1: As the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues, Taiwan is preparing aid for those affected by the violence. More than eight million U.S. dollars has been raised so far to help those in need. Eric Gao has the details.
3: The Russian invasion of Ukraine has left thousands of people in desperate straits. To help victims of the violence, the Taiwan government has set up a special bank account to accept donations. As of Sunday afternoon, this account had received over 243 million NTN contributions, or over 8.6 million U.S. dollars. Top government officials, including Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen, have donated one month's salary to the cause. The account will continue to accept donations through the start of April, after which the funds will be sent to Ukraine Medical and Refugee Relief Efforts. It's not just financial aid being gathered. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs is also collecting material aid to send to victims. Aside from the financial assistance, several rallies have been held calling for an end to the violence. No matter how they're contributing, people here in Taiwan are joining the global community in hoping for a quick end to the violence and suffering in Ukraine. James Rayner and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus.
1: Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council has hit back at comments made by China's Premier Li Keqiang in his address to the National People's Congress in Beijing, where he said China would continue to advance reunification of the motherland. Taiwan's government said Beijing's remarks were at odds with reality. James Chater reports.
4: Self-intoxicating propaganda. That's how Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council has described the Chinese premier's comments about reunification with Taiwan, made at Beijing's National People's Congress. Nearly 3,000 delegates meet at China's annual rubber-stamp parliament. Chinese Premier Li Keqiang used this year's speech to implore the two sides to advance the cause of what he called national rejuvenation. The Chinese Communist Party, which took control of mainland China in 1949, has never ruled Taiwan. At the meeting, Beijing set a 5.5% target for economic growth, the lowest in almost 25 years, as war in Ukraine and a lingering property crisis continue to dampen prospects. But that lower projection comes as China also announced a 7% increase in defence spending. Beijing's 229 billion US dollar budget for this year is 17 times that of Taiwan's. And that's as Beijing continues near daily aircraft incursions into Taiwan's air defense zone. The National People's Congress comes ahead of the Communist Party's 20th Party Congress later this year. At that meeting, Chinese President Xi Jinping is set to break precedent and take a third term as leader. Patrick Chen and James Chater for Taiwan Plus.
1: Hundreds of reservists reported for duty on Saturday at a school in the northern city of Taoyuan in Taiwan to begin a new training regime dubbed by some officials as the toughest ever. Taiwan's military has been bolstering the combat readiness of its reserve forces as tensions in the Taiwan Strait increase. Haimeokon reports.
0: Taiwan's newest reserve forces are reporting for duty. Roughly 500 reservists are set to begin what's being called the toughest training ever, which is designed to improve combat skills and their use of basic weapons. Some of them are retired soldiers who have been recalled. For the next two weeks, the trainees will be holed up in one of Taiwan's military camps and access to the outside world will be restricted. But there are relatives of those called up who aren't too pleased at the prospect. This new training program, which was developed in 2020, focuses more on combat training, such as firing rifles and machine guns. Reservists will have to train for 10 hours every day. As Taiwan bolsters its defense capabilities, it hopes that it can prepare the country in the case of an invasion. With Taiwan and other governments around the world watching events in Ukraine unfold, Taiwan understands that the threat it faces from China, which says that it seeks to unify with Taiwan, is growing, and that its fate and preparedness is in its own hands. Ricky and Jaime Okan for Taiwan Plus.
1: Starting today, fully vaccinated passengers arriving in Taiwan will have to quarantine for 10 days down from 14. The first five days of the mandatory quarantine period will take place in a designated quarantine hotel. If conditions allow for self-isolation, the latter five days can be completed at home. Arrivals will undergo two PCR tests and five at-home rapid antigen tests over this period fully vaccinated and boosted flight crew members of Taiwanese airlines will be subject to a five-day home quarantine, followed by five days of self-health management. From today, qualified business travelers will also be allowed to enter the country. If the pandemic situation in Taiwan remains stable, authorities say mandatory quarantine will be further reduced to just five days of home quarantine and five days of self-health management. People in a new Taipei village are doing their part to protect an endangered species of turtle. Eric Gao takes a look at their wildlife conservation efforts.
3: The yellow margined box turtle, known as the snake-eating turtle or shisekui in Mandarin, is a protected species in Taiwan. The Forestry Bureau established a wildlife refuge for the animals on the south banks of New Taipei's Feitsui Reservoir in 2013. However, The turtle's habitat extends to the North Bank as well, and local residents there have taken it upon themselves to defend the reptiles. Nearby tea farmers have also taken up the cause. They've stopped using insecticides or chemical fertilizers. This is creating a more animal-friendly environment. Improving the local environment for animals may prove beneficial to the community as well. The villagers' efforts will hopefully create an environment where animals and humans can live together in harmony. Clyde Wong and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus.
1: The port city of Kaohsiung is the transport hub of Taiwan's south, symbolized by its iconic Japanese colonial-era rail station. The structure was moved from its original location as part of a project to upgrade the city's railways. Now it's on its way back home.
5: Kaohsiung is southern Taiwan's largest city. Once a key industrial setting, the metropolis has emerged as a progressive and livable urban center. And an integrated public transport system enhances the lives of nearly three million residents. Zhang Weishun has spent 40 years as a railroad engineer Today, he and his team are in for an epic experience. They'll be raising Gaosheng Station off its footings. The Imperial Crown Station is the nexus of a rail system threading through downtown. As the southernmost portion of the western line, these rails connect southern Taiwan to the rest of the island. But this connection came at a cost. The division of Kaohsiung city into two halves, hindering development. In 2002, a plan proposed to move the rails underground. A 20-year project sank 15 kilometers of track below ground. With the new station in place, the old station will return to its original location on Kaohsiung's central axis. Riding on 128 computer-controlled hydraulic jacks, the old station rose nearly 4 meters. Then, pushed by hydraulic jacks at the rear, the station begins to glide as if on skates. It first slides northward 4.8 meters, followed by another move of 58 meters westward at the stately pace of 1 centimeter per minute. After 20 years out of place, the Imperial Crown Station is back where it belongs. A moving moment in moving history. after the station's journey home galshum's rail reclamation is done but the work goes on the city has more to do and more to offer as it leads the way for urban renewal in the 21st century
1: thank you for watching taiwan plus news i'm Ian kavat for more stories from taiwan and around the world please download the taiwan plus app stay safe and see you next time
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.